Welcome to Question Marks. Before we get started today, I wanted to talk to you about the Omaha Supernovas. As they say, it's pro time, Nebraska. The Supernovas are a major league volleyball team. They've exploded onto the scene. I'm talking record-breaking crowds. Maybe like the best fan experience I've ever had at any event in Omaha. So, yeah, go out and witness some world-class talent at the CHI Health Center in downtown Omaha. Great place for friends, great place for families. Um, I'm out there quite a bit. I know my friends are out there quite a bit, so hopefully we can see you there. All you need to do to witness history is secure your single match tickets today at supernovas.com. Again, that's supernovas.com. All right, now let's get started with the show. Welcome to Side B. Obviously, Rob is not here, so Grayson is taking over the thrones with some help from Cam. I want to ask Elliot, why are you terrified of being selfish? This is something you said earlier. I want to know, like you said, you're, oh, I'm too selfish in the moment. Like, what has happened? You said you're your parents, but like, what in general, your friends, has made you too selfish in the past? Oh, that's a really good question, and not really one I have the answer to. Uh, like, my parents don't have too much to do with it obviously they imparted me values of like selflessness and and whatnot um but (laughs) damn man (laughs) sorry man yeah uh i think there's just no point in being selfish like i i don't know i think that's such a like a well, are you naturally so? Oh, you said yeah, I you're think naturally selfish a little everybody bit. Everybody is naturally but why selfish. Are you scared? What's our word? What's like our you said, okay, your psychological egoism is. Oh, yeah, that's there the. Is. There it is. Yeah, um, I am constantly trying hard to fight that. Like, so you consciously will have like a decision in your head and be like, "I could do this, and it would benefit me the most." Yeah, but things I could do in. often. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hmm. that's odd. A little conundrum you got there. Hmm. All right, Brady, the second one's to you. How do you know when a debate is a lost cause? You talked about this a little earlier. Uh, Reciprocation. That is probably the point where you realize if they are not reciprocating a point or not at least attaching what you're saying to some form of meaning. I understand when you have a conversation with someone, it's very difficult to get a point across. If they're not understanding it, sometimes it does come on to you to make sure your point's becoming valid and you're actually explaining what you're meaning to them efficiently so they can get on the exact same train you're on. But if you know you've explained it as well as you can and they're just not reciprocating, they don't understand, they're stuck in their own ways, which is fine. It's good to be ingrained in certain areas and it's okay to be disagreeing but completely shutting you out and not listening just avoiding the conversation whatsoever. And when I mean avoiding, I don't mean turning your seat away and just walking away from the conversation. I mean blank staring, realizing that they already know that no matter what you say, you are wrong, I am right. And you can feel that when you bring a counterpoint and someone just dismisses it or doesn't even address your counterpoint. Yes. You can see it in their eyes that it's going in through one one ear and going out the other. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. Elliot, this is back to you right here. You ready? Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, well, yeah, I wasn't ready for the first one. I don't know how the hell I'm going to be ready for this one. This one's a little easier. So you were captain of the tennis team? Yeah, for, for a brief, brief few months before the uh, pandemic hit, yeah. What, so, so what's the challenge of that? Like you came, for, for some context, you came from a team with four seniors a year before you, Mm-hmm. right? And then all of a sudden, that's like who the whole team was, was the seniors. Right, yeah. Much. You guys, and then you guys you, were we all backbone. dipped. 
So what was the challenge you faced then? Um, there was a, a few things, I think. Uh, the power vacuum was one of them. Um, and we were also faced with the conundrum that um, the four best players on the team were all, were all seniors for the most part. Um, I, like, I you know, won't include myself in that. Um, but I was the captain, and I was the number two best player. And uh, and so it was it was just kind of like, oh, how do I, uh, you know, how do I navigate this situation where I am the second best player, but I need to command the most respect? Um, and it, it it doesn't always happen like that. People, you know, have different magnetic influences on a tennis team, on any sort of team. Um, and so it was it was difficult to kind of um, question my own, you know. Do I want this because I want the authority? Do I want this because I want the tennis team to succeed? And ultimately, um, you know, I all you can do is hope to lead by example mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, and I think it's a, you did a wonderful job as as you know a senior the year before. At, I'm gonna call Grayson a captain because he was a captain. Um, there were just four captains that year. Yeah, Very and. Nice. Uh, and so you, you, all you can do is lead by example. And it, at, at some point you have to kind of relinquish control of that, which is tough because not everyone is always going to see it. So yeah. how was it different, like navigating your captain relationship with that top player, like you said, because that's one player and then you had like 10 other people below you on the roster. It was basically, I just didn't have as much backup as, as so like you did. Well, okay. You know, so you like, would go up to him and it's just kind of like you couldn't really do like, much. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, bigger than the guy. I guess, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Like> straight <laughs> up, but more of like physically, you know, yeah. uh, imposing. But other than that, like it's the, you have to rely on people's own perceptions of authority and their own respect of you. Mm-hmm. So you have to earn people's respect before you can ask for it and before you can command your system of authority. And it's a difficult thing if you're never going to get that regardless of how you act. Yeah. So, I, and I'm not saying I never did get that. Um, obviously, you know, it was, uh, I thought I did an okay job at it. We'll never really know. Cause I, you know, was done playing college tennis in, in March of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a really difficult thing when you've kind of done all you can and the rest is out of your control and it's up to other people. And I think that's what a lot of leadership is, is it's up to other people and all you can do is be yourself and, and be the best version of yourself. And sometimes it's not enough and sometimes people are receptive to it. Yeah. And it's, you know, contingent on so many different contexts and situations. Um, but yeah, you can just hope at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a couple questions too, just being, you know, also, first of all, thanks for, for having me on the show this week. Guys. It's cool. Yeah. I'm always <laughs> back do. here, the yeah. silent partner, just like thinking things. Usually Rob will, he'll communicate the thing. Like, I don't know. We had some ESP going on or something, but he'll <laughs> say the things that I want to say. Right. Uh, so this week, obviously Rob's not here. First of all, like we was about clones, right? Mm-hmm. How if you had a clone, how that all would go. And it seemed like you guys would end up killing your clone. So that was the majority rule. Two or three, yeah. Right. Or my clone would kill me, which what I would two, be yeah. Whoever's the accepted. better clone yeah. will yeah. win out yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like Highlander. There can only be only one, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why do you th- like? So I was thinking about that. Like if I was, if I had a clone, I'm like, let's be best friends. Like I, you already know all the shit I know. Mm-hmm. You got it together. Let's 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 dominate 
from a different angle. Yeah. Not necessarily that guy has to do all the garbage work, but we'll share the garbage work. We'll share the other thing. I do agree we'd probably have to have two of, of the wife or yes. the girlfriend. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. That's yeah. totally cool. But Damn yeah, why, would, why, would, why do you think you would end up having to kill your other, your clone well, versus mine, surviving together? Mine stems from the fact that like I'm thinking of clone in the most concrete, literal, duplicate sense as possible. So we would never be able to really come at it from two different angles. We'd both try and go at it from the same angle. But you said like, yourself, like after, after the cloning, after you a start while, to diverge. I know it takes a little bit, yeah, it but takes you start a to really diverge, so you, you'll eventually form different opinions. Right. So my my assertion was that uh, it will take too long. And we'll kill each other <laughs> before the before the the, imp- the series of impressions you know last upon each of us and we become different people. That's to say that like you know we might still have the same exact impressions of things because of like the you know the life we've lived before that, mm-hmm. right? So like the fact that I've lived twenty three years on this earth might make me have the exact same perception of everything, and my clone might have the exact same perception of anything. And so after a year of living, you know, as each other's clones or whatnot, we might not think any differently as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. I know. I would Still just dead. hang out and just, like, tell jokes to myself because <laughs> I get 100% of my jokes. I'm yes. the funniest guy I've I don't need met. a clone to tell me that. Right. I'll <laughs> like, tell you what. Sorry. Keep it in your head. Yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> I will say that mine's a lot simpler than Elliot's is that we would just both not want to do the shitty work. <laughs> And that's probably what it would come down to. Yeah. I, I wish it would be more complex where we could like come to a moment of like, hey, we're both Graysons. Let's be better. But mm-hmm. it won't. It but the clone like- is a, a lesser person, essentially. <laughs> and the clone, the clone probably thinks of me as a lesser person right. because yeah. they're like, I'm technology and you're just human. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Or the clone doesn't know they're the clone. Ooh. And we both think we're awful. I, uh, yeah, I mean, not to get too far into if this, but like, am I my own biggest fan? Probably not. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if, they're, if you're a perfect clone, then you also remember everything right up until the process of cloning somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, shit. All right, this guy's sitting next to me. Cloned him. Yeah, all of a sudden there's a second <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> yeah. It does not occur to you that you are the clone. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy's here now. Ah, cloned him. Should get Ron Howard on the phone or something. Yeah, get a yeah. movie out of that. Sure, it's already been done. I'd watch oh, it. Sure. Yeah, Multiplicity. <laughs> yeah. You ever see that one? Oh, it's With already Michael, been done. Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, he clones cool. himself a couple times, then the clones clone themselves, so it's like a... Oh, I've seen it, that Rick and Morty it, episode. Yeah, Morty Plicity. Yeah. 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 But you can't clone a clone. It's like we need like make a copy of a copy on a on a. It's uh, the Mr. Meeseeks episode, isn't it? quite less, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, can do. No, it's the like new episode. Shaving his tongue and stuff. Oh shit, you're right. Um, and then the rest of my questions kind of go to Elliot. He was just he was just hitting all my buttons. I'm on today. fire. So what can you I said tell if you? you had a kid, you would give him a Roman emperor middle name. Yes. And I think, just for fun, you'd have to have five kids. Okay. Since there are five centuries of Roman emperors. Super unsustainable. And then each but yeah. one. So first, first century, you get your Tiberius. You get your James Tiberius. Again, he was a really weird For sure. Dude. Yeah, but then I I was, wanna... I'm not a, a student of, of Roman emperors, so I'm just like just going like off a, this Wikipedia I page. know for a fact, because I've obviously looked into Tiberius, because I take mm-hmm. this really seriously. Yeah. Uh, Tiberius was not a good guy. <laughs> no, but I doubt any of them were all that great of people at the time that they all lived, right? That's fair. But then, you know, you, your second kid, you could name him Marcus Aurelius. That's cool. That's uh, a Marcus, great name. Yeah. I would 
Uh, but you have to have five kids just so you can name your fifth kid. Fumpter. Damn it, I lost it. Oh, Patronus Maximus. That's a badass middle Patronus name. Patronus Maximus Avermite. Yeah. It sounds like a Harry Patronus Potter spell. Patronus Maximus James Patronus Maximus And as a kid who has a Roman Emperor middle name, my middle name is August. Yes. So I'm no Augustus. So that's cool you know. as hell. It sounds cool until you had to explain why your middle name is August when you're born yeah. in January. No, I've run across this <laughs> argument with a, a, like a former partner of mine and... And yeah, they saw it that way, and I was like, you know, it's not cool it, that way. Well, it's not cool that way for a middle schooler. But how the fuck long are you in middle school? All right, <laughs> like you're in there for two years. Yeah, you grow up, and then you, know, it you grow up, ass. and yeah. then it becomes yeah. cool as hell. Mm-hmm. All right, and you're gonna thank me later. That's and you what own it. Yeah. That's what most parents do: is they go, "You're gonna hate this. Thank me later," and then you do. I don't know if I like Robert as a middle name. I also have to establish that because Brandy called yeah. me Grayson Anderson McCartney, and that's just, I'm not Nordic, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just going to establish, that? yeah. Robert. Eh. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> but I think that would be a good bit to say, like, a fun fact to be like, oh, my middle name is August. It's mm-hmm. a very easy fun fact. Right. Yeah. If I ever, like, have to go somewhere and reinvent myself again, I'm going to be Augie. You would choose yes. change my name uh, to Augie. Third name? You know, for sure. So yeah. You and Elliot agree yeah. on that. Elliot Do it again. Do it again. Yeah. I'll change my name to Augie for sure. All right, so I've got a question if you don't mind me asking. Yeah. We've been talking way a lot in the future recently. Okay. But what would be the perfect evening? And if I might ask around for everyone real quick, what would be the perfect evening like tonight, if, if it was if, tonight, what would or it be? let's say we don't have the podcast tonight, we go out and we're, what would be the perfect evening for you? All right, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, uh, probably just a meaningful discussion with people, like five close friends. That's probably all it takes for me to have a perfect evening in a good setting, obviously. But looks like we're too short. Yeah, this is not <laughs> it, and this is far from a perfect evening. But no. Mm-hmm. It would be something like this, but yeah, I would just have the closest people next to me. It wouldn't matter tomorrow necessarily what we said, yeah, but it would a little bit, you know. It would be a meaningful conversation, but it wouldn't, you know, yeah. no stress on it. That's my perfect evening. Elliot, mine's so lame. Yeah. Okay. Um, one of my favorite things to do is, um, you know, obviously you've been to my house, and our house in Omaha has a, a deck on like on the side of the house. It's like right over our garage. Yeah. And it's very beautiful, especially when you plug the twinkle lights in. Yes. Um, and I think a lot of my perfect night would revolve around that. The first stipulation to my perfect night would be that <clears throat> there's no one around that I don't choose. Like, I think that's a really important thing to me is that, like, obviously I love being around all my friends all the time. I, you know, as you characterized inside a before, like I try really hard with most, like all my friends all the time, you know, that's kind of my, one of my things, but, um, no one's around if I don't want them to be. Yeah. And like, that's what I hate most is like intrusion on a moment that I don't want someone to be in. So I would be out on my deck. It would be a night very similar to what we've been recently be having. So it's, it's, you know, early October and it's, you know, been 60, 55 or so, Mm -hmm. um, outside at at night. And I would, I would be out on the deck and I would probably have a blanket sitting in the Adirondack chair, have my laptop out there and I'd be watching a, a movie that I want to watch. So 
I think I would, by watching it by yourself with your laptop seems pretty selfish, Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> but watching it with your is. friends. <laughs> he knows. Well, yeah. Uh, you All know, your friends sitting around. It really does. No, it really does depend on the day. Like, if I want someone there, someone's going to be there. Yeah. If someone's not there, then it's because I didn't want anyone there. So if I'm by myself, I'm by myself. If someone else is there and they really want to watch, you know, When Harry Met Sally or Moulin Rouge or You've Got Mail or Dirty Dancing, then we're going to watch those. Yeah. Um, and I'll have a blanket because it'll be a little too chilly to just sit out there. Yeah. Um, and then I'll just chill and watch that movie. And then maybe a little later, one of my new favorite things like that I started doing this summer is like uh, practicing my that <laughs> sounds so douchey. Oh my god! But practicing the ukulele on the deck is like yeah. one of my favorite things. Just kind of like vibing outside and practicing the uke. Hmm. I'll say that you. I'm glad you have a musical talent. Uh, but also, those movies are all date night movies. Yeah, you I know? watch them by myself pretty That's often. I'm not going to lie. Him okay. and his clone will enjoy them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've actually had a perfect night, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I went to Mexico with 14 other friends uh, last year. And the one time that, we, you know, we got away from each other, from us, from them, mm-hmm. me and my wife, we found a beach. We were walking down the beach. Neither of us have ever been to the ocean. Or been mm. in the ocean, obviously, because we've never been to one. So we got in the ocean, just kind of kicked some some water around, and then we found this big rock formation that was hanging out. We climbed up on top of that, and it had like the, you know, the big splashes of waves as the as it rolls yeah. in. And we just hung out there. We took some pictures. The only thing that would make it better is some chairs and a fire yeah. on top of that rock. But that was it was such a cool moment because both of us got to go there and got to be in that moment together. And yeah. I think I, I bought a cigar from a guy on the beach and smoked that and had a good time. It was, it was, it as was one just, does. As the sun's as going would, down, yeah. it was just it was just a really great, you know, we made it here. This is kind of a fun time. You know? I'm, yeah. so, I'm envious. Wow. That's very nice. If I could do that every day going to Mexico, uh, then I would do that. But obviously. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn Cam has someone to it. share his life with. What a, what a <laughs> dick. I suck it. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brady, what's your Must perfect night nice. then? You asked us. So I have... Two evenings. The first one being a night I just want to be in by myself and completely seclusive. It's just a night of me sitting down in front of the TV and cuddling it up with the pup and the fiancé and just watching movies. God. I, I love that. The second evening is going out and meeting a plethora of new people. I think meeting new people is one of my favorite things. Is going out and just talking to people that are extremely kind. And I'll tell you one thing. I love meeting people that are just, they're retired. They're living their life. They're willing to listen to what the youths are up to nowadays. Bro, you love old people. I do. Yeah. They're so you have an well, old spirit. Like, I'll give you that. Old people are cool, man. I agree. Some of them, I was at the Husker game this last week, and I sat next to, uh, I, was, I had the luxury of going with an amazing human being, and we had some nice seats. Uh, human beings, plural, excuse me. And a majority of the people sitting around us were in retirement age, and I just talked their ears off. I felt like I was a nuisance the entire evening because I was just so interested in what was going on. I listened that Bob and the wife next to him had 10 grandkids, and one of them was playing some amazing football over in Gretna right now. And the people behind us were just from California. They're in their season ticket holders here, and they came in to watch some football, and I'm heading back to California tomorrow because I'm going to go watch the UCLA Bruins game, or not the Bruins game, uh, oh my goodness, uh, NFL team in California's game because Chargers? Rams. It was a Chargers. It was a Chargers, okay. yes. Yes, a Chargers game. Two guesses. Yeah, oh. great. <laughs> Three guesses. A lot of teams out there. 
but I just and I just loved talking to them. I just really enjoy meeting new people. So it's completely too often into the spectrum to where I need to shut off sometimes and just be by myself and relax. But whenever I want to go out and meet the lovely people around me and learn new experiences, that's night number two. You really do, though, too. It's, like, so annoying how genuine you are sometimes, you know? Yeah. You're I just mean, like... Shout-outs to Bob and his wife for putting up with you yeah. for a whole Husker oh, game. God, yeah. I could not yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of ridiculous how many, like, random conversations you strike up with people when we go out. So I think we should all strive to be probably as nice as Brady and have moments like Cam, huh? Elliot and I should probably catch up a little bit. Yeah, Gosh, yeah get it together, boys. Yeah, That's what are we, deeply unhappy? All right, well, get it together. All righty. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening to Side B. <laughs> <laughs>